In this series, we're talking about doing business in Africa. And as I like to say, we want to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. What's happening? What are the challenges? What are the opportunities? I have such pleasure in uh, in introducing my guest today. We worked together while uh, I was still in the corporate space. This is Mohammed Shaheen. Mohammed Shaheen is based um, out of Egypt, and he is the vice president for the industry and IT businesses for Schneider Electric in North Africa and the Levant. Mohammed, welcome. Welcome, Bebe. It's yes. my pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. So, Mohammed, you know, um, I, I really enjoyed the time that we worked together. One of the things that I appreciated was just your, 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 your clarity of thought and clarity of thought around not just the business challenges, but also the people impact on the business challenges. It's something I always admired about the way that you do, you do your work, but also the fact that you just, I remember the story you told me once of how you persevered um, um, in doing a deal, a particular deal with a mining client. I'm not sure if you remember that story and how you had to go really out of your way. I mean, it was like a desert kind of trick thing. And, and for me, that's what doing business in Africa is, is kind of about. It's knowing that there's opportunity. It's, it's deciding to do whatever it takes um, on, the, on the good side of things. And, and it's knowing that that opportunity requires some work to, to make it uh, uh, become realistic and to turn it into action. And so with that introduction, I'd like to say welcome, uh, uh, Mohammed. And again, so great to, to, to be conversing with you. It's my pleasure, Bebe. Uh, uh, I always uh, admire the time we work together, and I always uh, feel a pleasure to, to deal with you. So um, it's it's really uh, a pleasure to me being with you and all your audience today. Uh, we all love Africa. We want to develop Africa. We want to be the best. So it's a big journey, but it needs to start. Yes. Absolutely. It needs to start. And actually, where I'd like to start, Mohammed, is by, uh, Mohammed, I'd like you to introduce yourself a bit. So I always think that people um, introduce themselves much better and tell the story about how they want to be known much better than I can ever do. So, uh, you know, hopefully we have people listening from across Africa. What would you like them to know about you today, Mohammed Shaheen? Okay, uh, I'm Mohammed Shaheen. Uh, as Bebe said, I'm the uh, Vice President uh, for Schneider Electric uh, Northeast Africa and Levant, uh, responsible for the industry business and the IT business. I'm Schneider Electric since like 17 years now. Um, my, my, my studies was uh, electrical power engineering. And I'm married and I have two daughters who are my life actually beside the work. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, working in a company uh, like a corporate, like a multinational company like Schneider Electric actually gave me the chance uh, to develop my skills and to, uh, to, 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 uh, to, to increase my knowledge. Yeah. Uh, inward, inside Africa, and cross border outside Africa, dealing yeah. with Europe and the United States and, and etc. Yeah. So from here, I can say, yes, we have gaps in our continent, in our deep, uh, lovely Africa. <laughs> but again, I've, I am fully aligned with you, baby. I have the same uh, 
view and vision the whole time that we can be different as Africans. Yeah, 100%. So, and I know also that, as you say, um, you, um, not just Northeast Africa and Levant, it, it's global. And, and you, um, I know for a fact, have, have done some training, not just across the continent, but outside the continent as well, um, which gives you yep. such a great view. So I want to um, look a bit about um, and focus a bit on doing business in Africa. So, so as, as, a, as a businessman, you engage with this every day. What gives you hope about Africa at the moment? You know, when you read the, the, the African Union report or the African Development Bank, we hear about the GDP growth across Africa. Um, on average, I think I was reading the other day, it's about three. The hope is that we'll land at about 3.1 to 3.5% at the end of 2020 on average. Some countries, obviously, you know, are, are much higher than that at, at plus 5% and others are, are lagging. But, you know, that's, that's at a very high macro level. In, in practical terms, what gives you hope about Africa right now and the business um, environment on the continent? Actually, what really gives me hope before going deep into business is the will. Mm. And the will in the African countries and in the African people. Mm. We have a big room to grow. There is a big room for growth. Uh, as a continental, we are not that developed yet. Mm. So accordingly, there is a big chance to develop our countries, our continental, in the east, in the west, in the south, yeah. in north. All, all, all Africa is still under development. Yeah. So what really gives you hope that there is lots of things to be done. I love it. Yeah. 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 Lots of opportunities. There is lots of things, yeah. lots of opportunities. We, we need to develop ourselves. Yeah. Just when you concentrate about it in all uh, uh, segments, in all fields, yeah. uh, uh, infrastructure, uh, factories, uh, hospitals, education, there's still big room for growth. And what really gives me hope that there is a will that yeah. the, uh, let's say, the people, the nations, and even the regimes in different countries, uh, back 50 years back, we were not like that. Yeah. I yeah. can see that the whole Africa were really down. The whole Africa, the will to develop was not there. Yeah. Yeah, and and I love it, and I agree with what you say. It it almost seems to be like for the first time there's there's this kind of electric um, vibe that's going across the continent. It doesn't matter where you are, what news you're reading, whether it's Ghana or or Kenya or Botswana or Egypt, you know Algeria. You just see a different kind of energy. Uh, this I love how you describe it as the will. So I I love that. How how does this will translate into into real business though? As a business, yes, it comes. As we said, uh, uh, um, there is uh, opportunities across all the segments, across all the fields. So you can find that uh, there is a real opportunity in the digitization, for example. Yeah. All the countries now are speaking about the big data and the IoT and the IIoT, which is the industrial Internet of Things. Yeah. Uh, how to cope with the uh, Western part? How to cope with Europe and the United States? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's time for uh, to be digital. It's time to be smart. You can hear now inside Africa the word smart cities. In yes. Egypt, we speak about the smart city. How to build up a smart city? Yeah. We are doing a new capital. How everything to be. Uh, smart. Yeah. You can hear that in, in Nigeria, you can hear that in Kenya, you can hear that in Ghana. So uh, 
Algeri, Morocco, what I'm trying to say is from west to east, from north to south, all around Africa are speaking the same yeah. digitization. Yeah. It's the digital time. So the real opportunity I can see now for business is the digitization beside the infrastructure which, which is still under development. Yeah. So yes, in our countries, we still need water plants, we yeah. still need uh, wastewater plants, we still need electrical uh, plants or generation uh, substations, yeah. we still need uh, more uh, hospitals, we still need more education, more universities. So this is infrastructure, more uh, roads and streets and buildings. Yes, all our countries still needs more infrastructure. Yeah. However, beside the infrastructure and what is giving, uh, let's say, the business as usual yeah. in all uh, countries, there is an opportunity and a big opportunity for the digitization. Yeah. Yeah. The will and, and is, does exist inside all the countries. Everybody needs to be digitized, you can you can see now everybody's putting his face in the smartphone. Come back five years back, yeah. uh, it was the small phones, no, no nothing smart, no touch screens, yeah. nothing is connected. But yeah. now uh, across all the countries, whatever the even the uh, the level of education, but you can find a small boy holding the smartphone, sitting over the street naked <laughs> and, and without a shoe, but he's, he's but he's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's on the phone and, and he's using. The WhatsApp, he's using the, the, the <laughs> Facebook, he's playing game with somebody in another country, you know? Yes, so, I love it, yeah. Yeah, so, so digitization is, is, is coming into our blood, it's yeah. coming into our, especially the new generations and the millennials and then. Yeah. So I believe this is a real opportunity on the business side. Yeah. Uh, so how to be digitized. How to be digitized. Yes. I, I agree with you. Yes. And I love that anecdote because I, I think it's so true. It doesn't matter where you are in Africa. There are those small boys and girls. More, more boys, yep. let's be honest, uh, uh, using using those phones. And like you say, no shoes, no clothes, but they're on the phone. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Mohammed, let's focus a bit on, on North Africa. What's happening in North Africa? What's, what's exciting in the business space? Give us a sort of uh, a, a brief overview on what the economic situation is is like right now. What the if, if yep. you like the political um, impacts are on business at the moment. So if we're if we're thinking of doing business in North Africa, what what are the topical things that should be um, we should be mindful of right now? Yes, uh, North Africa. If we speak about North Africa, Egypt, Libya, Sudan, Tunisia, uh, Morocco. Uh, all these uh, North African countries which is uh, common in language yeah. and uh, in nature of being Arab countries. Uh, in the last seven, eight years, or no, eight years, yes, starting from 2011, yeah. uh, we had the Arab Spring, yeah. which was uh, revolutions, everything uh, was upside down. Regardless, it is good or bad, because uh, there is a debate about that between people, yeah. somebody like it, somebody doesn't like it. Yeah. But when we speak about the conclusions from the economics, there was a big uh, stagflation, let's say, coming out uh, after such kind of revolutions in mm. Egypt, in, mm. in, in Tunisia. Uh, Libya is still suffering up till now. Yeah. Uh, Sudan uh, is going to a civil war, uh, uh, I believe. So things uh, uh, were not good. However, 
in Egypt, uh, five years back or four years back, after the new uh, elections and the new presidents, things start to be more stable. Mm. Uh, business is coming back uh, up to normal, and and GDP is growing from a year to a year, plus two points. Mm. So we 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 so you you say two two points year on two year. Two points, yes. Wow, yeah, yeah. wow, wow. That's yeah, that's significant. 20, yeah. 2011, it was almost zero. Yeah. Uh, from 2011 up to uh, 2014. It was zero and negative. There was no GDP growth at all. Yeah. From 2014 to 2019, we speak about uh, 5.7. Wow. So it is uh, it is uh, a real uh, achievement. Yeah. Uh, business is there everywhere. Uh, we are doing a new capital. So you can imagine a new capital. Uh, Egypt is 100 million inhabitants. So now uh, Egypt needs new cities, needs... Yeah. Yeah. You get to take the people out, to, to take the ministers and all the governmental offices to be in um, in a new space and, 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 and grab the people away. Yeah. Uh, so there is lots of infrastructure uh, in the water section, in the electrical uh, segment, yeah. in the oil and gas, the famous Zohar uh, gas. Uh, yeah. if, you, if, if you hear about it. So the business is coming back to normal and above normal, to be yeah. frank. Economy is moving very good. Only the uh, the negative part was coming in the, the devaluation of the currency. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know that that hit quite hard. And, and yes, it has, yes, it has it fueled a, some bad, very bad inflation. Yes, yes. This caused a, a really bad inflation. Yeah. Um, you know, the currency of the hard currency is uh, demand and supply. Yeah. So a years the country was stopped, so there was no export, yeah. no tourism. The sources of the hard currency were really down. So accordingly, the the uh, the, 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 the savings of the hard currency yeah. were were finished, and accordingly, uh, evaluation happened, and it was more than one hundred percent, one hundred twenty percent, something like that. Yeah. The dollar against the, the Egyptian pound. Yeah. So this is the negative part what we suffered from. However, uh, this year, for example, uh, the, the pound is appreciating against the dollar uh, since uh, last uh, December. Nice. So five, five continuous months now, it is appreciating almost 10% so far, 10% each month. So, uh, so uh, 10% for five months on a row, I mean, uh, it's almost like 15% now. Yeah. Wow. Appreciation, okay. which 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 you give a slight raise because this really caused inflation. The country is having business. The country is having uh, lots of stuff to to be done. However, as a citizen, you are still suffering. Yes. Because of the inflation. You are dealing yep. with Everything high inflation. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. doubled and tripled. Yes. Uh, food and beverage, uh, cars, uh, houses, everything. So you you your your life is completely uh, pressured. Your savings are divided by two wow. uh, since the devaluation. So mm. <laughs> whatever you have, you can consider it as divided by two. Yeah. 
And, and how, how, how are people keeping their resilience? So through all of this, what, what I know about Egypt and, and, and business in Egypt, well, especially if we focus for a moment on the business that you're in, uh, there's been just a lot of intentional growth, a lot of intentional effort put into growing. And as you say, you know, 2% GDP growth year on year, that takes work. That takes effort. So, so what is it that is keeping people resilient and people, keeping people continued you know, with the optimism enough to, to push for this growth, even in such hard circumstances? The open will, again. <laughs> people have the will, seriously. People yeah. have the will to come back to normal, to come back the same they were having their life before, yeah. even if at that time they were having complaints. Yeah. But now everybody say we want to go back to 2011. Yeah. Uh, um, everybody is having the hope that this wave will cross because you can see with your own eyes there is there is achievements. Yeah. There is a, a, a new canal Suez has been done and you can see it by your own eyes it is uh, inaugurated. Uh, ships are moving inside it. Yeah. Uh, lots of uh, roads and bridges and tunnels. So whenever you are crossing uh, the cities, you see there is something different. Yeah. Uh, uh, new factories. So again, you always have to hope it will take its time till it is transferred to my level as a citizen. Yeah. I'm not that big businessman who is uh, playing in the, in, 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 in the market. But as a citizen, I feel that it will come, but just it needs a couple of years or, or certain period of time to be reflected over the normal uh, people. Yeah. I believe the same in Tunisia. Tunisia had the same uh, uh, revolution and yeah. uh, change of presidents. And again, they are back to normal now. The business is coming up. The GDP is coming up. So, yes, there was, uh, let's say, a tough period after yeah. the Arab Spring. Yeah. Since 2011 and 2010. Uh, but now, especially Egypt, Tunisia, Morocco are in a good shape. Maybe. Yeah. Unfortunately, Libya is still under suffering. suffering. Yeah. Uh, Sudan is still in uh, yeah. in problems, but the other part of North Africa, I believe it is moving good. Yeah. Uh, uh, digitization is a big part. Yeah. So 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 there is business to be done. GDP is going up. There is economic growth. Digitization is a key factor in all these countries: Egypt, uh, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco. So whenever I speak to my colleagues in these countries, we are all speaking the same uh, language, yeah. same opportunities. We are speaking about how the uh, countries and the government and the regimes are thinking digital, yeah. and the whole digital is taking a big part of people. Yeah. What, what I love about the story that you're telling, Mohammed, is, yeah. is it, it, whether it's conscious or unconscious, what, what's happening yeah. is that there's a, there's a public-private partnership. So, you know, government is doing, is doing its part, it's spending. Um, I love how you said, uh, uh, you know, at the level of the citizen, there's the hope to keep on until it's transferred to my level as a citizen. Because as citizens, we, you know, you're saying that, that people can see the roads, people can see the bridges, the tunnels, the factories, etc. And when we see these things, we know that government is doing its part. 
Um, and, and I think this is, this is something that, again, we're seeing more of now than maybe we had seen 20, 30 years ago. Um, we're seeing more stories of accountability. In fact, that's the whole of the Arab Spring was about making governments accountable um, to, to especially young people. So it's, government does its part spending. It stimulates growth in the private sector. You know, investment can happen. Projects uh, um, um, get off the ground. What is it that we should be, what could derail this? Uh, still what we are saying, the, um, I will say it a lot today, the open will of the people themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has to come out of you, out of you, you know. Yeah. And I believe this is what gives us a difference and what will give the edge of the African people of the yeah. next century yeah. is the will coming out deeply from inside. We yeah. want to be different. We yeah. really want to be different. Yeah. And I can always see this uh, will coming from all the countries I visit in Africa. Yeah. I love what, what you're talking about um, when you talk about the next century. And I think it's one of the things that, that hopefully we will start doing differently because I think it is one of the things that could derail us. In Africa, if we still keep planning from election to election and we don't have deep planning, 30, 50, 100 years, you know, uh, horizon on our planning, I, I think that that's one of the things that could derail us because planning from election to election is quite <laughs> limiting when your, your, your global competitors are planning decades, um, um, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years um, um, ahead from an economic policy perspective. Yes. Yeah. This, uh, the politics is part, a big, big part of the game. Yeah. And unfortunately, all our countries suffered uh, from that. Years and years of uh, bad politics, let's yeah. say. However, hopefully... Yeah. During the, the next period, the coming years, the coming generations, things are different. Yeah. And this continental can be different. And we're seeing it already, you know. Uh, I, was, I was reflecting on this uh, as I was thinking about Africa Day. Um, is that one of the things that, that we're seeing now, that maybe even um, in 2011 at the time of the Arab Spring, we were still not sure about is more free and fair elections, more more stable political transitions, because that helps with business um, and uh, investor confidence as well. Look at South Africa and the accountability around corruption is another thing that you see uh, are coming up quite strongly, and it's uh, it's quite encouraging. So I, I want to end by asking you to reflect on, on leadership on the continent, and not necessarily political leadership, but leadership in the corporate space. What kind of leadership... Um, you know, do we need to have? I, I really have been impacted on what you've said about people. So the people are willing and the people are full of hope. Um, and, and, you know, there's a responsibility that leaders have to make sure that that hope is not wasted. So what kind of leadership in your mind, do, as you reflect, do you think um, we, we should be consciously and actively developing to, to lay hold of these opportunities? Just in inspiring leadership. You need always to be inspired. Mm. The, the will are there, the people is having the, uh, the potential, yeah. people are having the will to do something, just uh, 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 they need to be inspired, yeah. they need to find the real leader who puts things in um, 
you know, in, in, in front of their eyes, you know, just to, to guide them. Yeah. And then you'll find everything is running after you. Yeah. I like that. You'll find everything running after you. It's true. Yep. Yeah. Mohammed, thank you so much. Thank you for giving this time. I, I look forward to continuing the conversation with you, to check in with you on what's happening in North Africa, you know, how the economy is going and where, where you're seeing these opportunities come um, as the months and weeks and, um, and hopefully the years go by. <laughs> thank you so much, Mohammed. Thank you very much. Thank you, baby. Okay. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye.